From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. Hi, I'm Molly Bloom, and this is Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. Today's debate is a fashionable face-off between practical pants and sporty shoes. It's jeans versus sneakers. In one corner, we've got writer, actor, and attorney Chaz Carey defending dynamite denim jeans. Don't deny that denim. Get your hands out of those oh-so-convenient pockets and put them together for (laughs) jeans. And in the other, we've got journalist and radio producer Danielle Alarcon here to put his heart and soul into team sneakers. I'm a freaker for the sneaker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I can't, uh, Taz, come on, man. You killed me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and here to judge it all, we've got Elsa from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Elsa loves all things theater, whether it's acting, singing, or tap dancing, or maybe doing all three at once. Welcome, Elsa. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. We are so happy that you're here. So, Elsa, you are very fashionable and you really like clothes. Yes. So, I'm wondering... Do you already have a preference over jeans or sneakers? Hmm. Well, when I was little, I didn't like jeans mm. because they didn't always fit me that great because they were yeah. always really tight. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm older, I found, I guess, jeans that fit me better. And there are so many different kinds and different ways that you can style them yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sneakers, I would say I... I I think I used to think of them more as like a sporty kind of wear when I was younger. And then I got my first pair of like canvas high tops. Mm. And that that was kind of the breakthrough for me when I was like, oh, the, the sneakers can be fashionable. Okay. Definitely. And then I got like the, well, for my birthday, I got like this personalized custom pair of like canvas high tops, Whoa. which was really cool. Please tell me how they're customized. Mm. Yes, it is on the um, Converse website where okay. you can like customize and kind of make your own kind like of Like different sneaker. colors. Yes. Oh, man. So what did you choose? I did like purple and black mm. and this kind of a little bit of pink, but a lot of purple and black. And then I did kind of I did a high top and I I remember I did my own laces and it was like the yin and yang symbol. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Super cool. You are very fashionable indeed. So I'm wondering, do you wear jeans and sneakers at the same time? Yes, all the time, all the time. This is going to be an excellent debate today. So will Elsa get down with dungarees or be persuaded by cool kicks? There's no telling. Elsa, are you ready to judge this thing? I am so ready. Wonderful. Then let's review the rules of the game. Round one is the Declaration of Greatness, where our debaters present fact-filled arguments in favor of their side, and each will have 30 seconds to rebut their opponent's statements. Then we've got the Micro Round, where each team will present a creative response to a prompt they received in advance. Round three is the Sneak Attack, where our debaters will have to respond to an improv challenge on the spot. And to wrap it all up, we've got the Final Six, where each team will have just six words to sum up the glory of their side. Our judge, Elsa will award two points in the first round, one for her favorite rebuttal, the other for the declaration she likes best. She'll award one point in each round after that, but she'll keep her decisions top secret until the end of the debate. Listeners, we want you to judge too. Mark down your points as you listen. At the end of the show, head to our website, smashboom.org, and vote for whichever team you think won. All right, Elsa, 
Chaz and Danielle, are you ready? Yes. Yeah. All right. Pants on can't lose. <laughs> then it's time for the Declaration of Greatness. We flipped a coin and Chaz, you're up first. Tell us why jeans are genius. I wanted to know about being cool. So I called my friend Andrew Martin. Andrew is a writer. That's cool. His most recent book is called Cool for America. That's very cool. He also went to college with me. That's not really cool. Andrew, what is cool? It's hard to define. You know it when you see it. Were we cool in college? We were definitely not cool. At most, we were aspirationally cool. We looked cool. I looked cool, sometimes. You wore a lot of Rolling Stones t-shirts and jeans that were too tight for your big legs. Those jeans were very cool. The jeans were cool. Jeans in general are cool. I don't know if wearing them made you cool. I, I did my best to emphasize their coolness. Didn't you put them in the freezer instead of washing them? Yes. It's a miracle any of us still talk to you. Go ahead, ask the obvious. Chaz, why on earth did you put your jeans in the freezer? Besides the fact that it made them literally cool, get it? Okay, well, I'd heard that freezing your jeans kills odor-causing germs without damaging the pants. Unfortunately, that's a myth. So why wouldn't I just wash them? Turns out, the longer you wait to wash them, the more your jeans will shape themselves around you. Do you keep your phone in your front pocket? You'll start to see the ghost of its outline on your jeans. Do you walk everywhere? The hems of your jeans will start to fray in a way that reflects your gait. If you're a skater, you might start to see the fabric get a little baggier around your knees. There'll be nothing else like them because there's no one else like you. That is very cool. Jeans can take all this wear and tear because they're tough. Modern jeans were developed by Jacob Davis and Levi Strauss in the Old West back in 1873. Davis was a tailor. He kept meeting customers with the same problem. Yep, their pants were tearing. Now, these folks couldn't exactly order new pants online. This was years before the telephone, let alone the internet. Plus, Jacob's customers were often out in the wilderness or down in the mines. Their clothes had to last. So Jacob took his problem to Levi Strauss, a guy who sold a sturdy fabric called denim. Together, the two of them patented a new style of pants with metal rivets that strengthened key areas. And so many future generations took up these tough work pants as ways of expressing themselves. Back in the 1950s, when suits and khakis were still the norm, young actors like James Dean and Marlon Brando became fashion icons overnight by throwing on white t-shirts and simple blue jeans. Flared bell-bottoms hit the streets in the 1960s. Baggy, wide-leg jeans dominated the 1990s. Today, they're equally at home, at work, and at fashion shows. People keep coming back to jeans as symbols of counterculture, of youth, of cool. Anyone can get a pair, but everyone that wears jeans winds up with pants that reflect who they are. They're unique, they're strong, and above all else, they're cool. You don't even need to put them in the freezer. Did we have, like, food in there? Did your jeans contaminate our ice cream? I want to talk to a lawyer. You are a lawyer. This interview is over.
a very, very cool argument for jeans there. Elsa, what stood out to you about Chaz's Declaration of Greatness? Well, I love that he included how they all stood out in different time periods. Mm. I thought that was really cool and how they developed over the years. I thought that was pretty cool to include. And what he did, yeah. <laughs> put them in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 pretty cool. <laughs> very good work. All right. That argument leaves me cold. <laughs> Oh, oh. All right, Danielle, it's time for your rebuttal. Time to fray Jazz's argument. You've got 30 seconds, and your time starts now. Look, I'm not impressed by Chaz's frozen, dirty jeans. As a survivor of the acid wash <laughs> jeans era, I think those arguments were disingenuous. Um, look, jeans are damaging to people's psyches. Like, no one's ever put on a pair of sneakers and asked, uh, do these sneakers make me look fat? Um <laughs> Sneakers are comfort and joy. Jeans are bland and heavy. It's going to be like 90 degrees in New York this week. You think I'm going to walk around wearing like heavy cotton blankets on my legs? No thanks. Let's settle it this way. What's the last thing you did before you left the house today? You put on your kicks. time. Sneakers, that's how you know when it's time to go. (laughs) Listen, what's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, Maybe in this heat, I would put my jeans in the freezer. Uh, see, see, summer, that's maybe. practical. It serves a practical it's, purpose. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, it's Danielle's turn. Tell us why sneakers are the sneak boom best. Our story begins in the United States in the 1920s, a time before TV when folks were trading in their horse and buggy for cars. And somewhere in a high school gymnasium, there's a middle-aged guy showing off a relatively new sport that's just starting to catch on. You may have heard of it basketball. And this guy, as much as he was showcasing this fun new sport, what he was really selling were the shoes on his feet. Who is this guy? And what's on his feet? No clue. But I've never seen shoes do that. He's got fancier footwork than a flapper frolicking on Friday night. His name was Chuck Taylor of Converse All-Stars fame. Chuck Taylors, aka Chucks. These high-top canvas shoes, long laces with a rubber toe, The soles are important too. Vulcanized rubber, a new super tough, durable material. These were the first sneakers to serve not only as athletic equipment, but as markers of style. Since then, more than a billion have been sold. Those shoes launched a revolution. Sneakers became an essential part of the culture, iconic, ubiquitous symbols of cool. But let's start with the basics. If you want to know what makes sneakers so great, think of them as tools that allow the human body to fulfill its potential. You want to run faster? There are sneakers for that. You want to jump higher? There are sneakers for that too. There are sneakers specifically for basketball with ankle support and sticky grip laced up tight and ready to hit the court. And if what you want to do isn't a sport, it's just, I don't know, walking. Well, let me tell you, there's literally nothing you can put on your feet as comfortable as a pair of sneakers. Look, I've been wearing jeans and sneakers basically every day since I was about eight years old. Jeans are great. But the pair of Levi's I wore back in third grade is essentially indistinguishable from the pair I'm wearing today, except while it was size for a kid. And I could go even further. My jeans aren't really that different from the ones worn by gold miners back in the 1800s. Jeans are jeans are jeans. But sneakers? No, 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 no. Sneakers are both classic, like Chuck Taylor's, and innovative, colorful, wild, and free, special, like you. No matter your mood or your style, there's a pair for you. I've gone through periods where I liked high tops, where I liked bright fluorescent colors, where I was kicking back with earth tones only. Sneakers are like works of art you can wear, literally, 
There are sneakers in galleries and even a museum in Tokyo dedicated to sneakers. Oh, look at this one. See how the light catches the laces? So impressionistic. I could stare at these all day. Stare? I just want to wear it. Those would look sick on my feet. When we get dressed in the morning, sneakers are one more way for each of us to tell the story of who we are. I'll leave you with this. In 2017, a retro pair of Jordans were re-released, and more than 500 people camped out in New York City for two days. 48 hours just to get a pair. And you know what? Scenes like these aren't even that uncommon. It happens all the time because of what sneakers mean. Hundreds of people lining up overnight, jittery from the excitement and anticipation, unable to sleep for a pair of sneakers. But jeans, well, snooze. Wow, that was a very versatile argument there for sneakers. Elsa, what did you think? What stood out to you there? I like how he described the different kinds of styles you could do and what differed them from jeans, like Mm -hmm. how you can kind of create them to be your own. I really liked that. Excellent. Well, Chaz, it's time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to put a dent in Danielle's declaration. And your time starts now. Okay, durable. First off, I go through chucks like butter. Come on, they're not durable. <laughs> and all that innovation, it's not your innovation. It's not your customization. Even custom kicks are choices that a corporation presents to you on a website. You are buying the illusion of originality, not the actual originality of the fabric that frays around you like jeans. As for camping out, yeah, people buy sneakers not to wear them, but to look at them or to sell them. They're not practical. They're a commodity. They're a part of a corporate culture, not anything original or cool like jeans are, my friend. And time. Wow. Elsa, did you like how he insulted you? (laughs) For being a corporate corporate shill? You are not. Heaven forfend, Elsa. All I'm saying is the Converse (laughs) website, the Converse website is not an original place. My (laughs) argument has soul. Oh, man. Soul. I I get it. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Elsa, it is time to give one point to the declaration of greatness you liked best and one point to the most compelling rebuttal. You get to decide what makes a winning argument. Did one side win you over with their top-notch logic, impress you with fun facts? Did they make you laugh? Whatever the criteria, it's up to you. Award your points, but don't tell us who you're giving them to. Have you made your decision? She has wonderful. All right, Chaz and Danielle, how are you feeling so far? Deep in the weave now. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is this is good. This is fun. This is fun. (laughs) Well, it's time for a quick break. Take a second to boogie in your blue jeans or bunny ear your laces. And we'll be right back with more Smash Boom Best. You're watching State of Debate, home to rage and rhetoric and awe-inspiring argumentation. Hey, y'all, it's me, your number one debate pal, Taylor Lincoln. And me, the other number one debate pal, Todd Douglas. Uh, they can't have two number one debate pals, Todd. Sure they can. Today, we got an out-of-this-world logical fallacy, which is a debate mistake that weakens your argument. That's right. Check out this argument between two aliens looking to invade our humble planet. 
Okay, Numis. The time has come. Let's just shimmy our saucer down there and take over that planet. I say we start by asking the humans to surrender. Wait, Zorb. Did you say humans? Those weird-looking things with noses where their face foot should be? Yes, they are clearly in charge. There are more of them than anything else. Where did you get that info from? I found a device called a TV, and it was all humans all the time. Well, hold on to your face foot, Zorb, because humans are not the largest animal group on Earth. It's insects. Those devastatingly handsome creatures that crawl and fly? Yep. According to local Earth research, it says there are around 200 million insects for each human living on the planet. At any given moment, it's estimated there are 10 quintillion insects alive, and only like 7 billion or so humans. Did you even read our fact sheet before coming over here? I'm sorry. I cannot believe that there are more insects than humans. I mean, I didn't see a single insect in the hundreds of seconds of TV I looked at. There's no show called Everybody Loves Insects, but there is one about a creature called a Raymond, who is a human. Case closed. Wow, Zorb is making a total UFO right there. Unidentified flying object? No, ultimate fallacy oopsie. It's the personal incredulity fallacy. Right. That's the idea that just because you can't believe something is true doesn't mean it isn't true. Facts are facts whether or not you believe in them. Speaking of which, should we be worried about the aliens invading us? It's just a skit, Todd. I knew that. See you next time on State State of of Debate. Debate. Smash Boom Best. You are listening to Smash Boom Best. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And I'm your judge, Elsa. So Elsa, how is it going? Are you enjoying the debate? Yes, I am. It's it's getting pretty tense in here. So I, <laughs> that, that's a sign of a good debate. Totally. And what's one thing you learned today that you didn't know before? Well, that Chuck Taylors were invented in the 1920s mm. and that jeans kind of were like started to be more of a fashion icon in like the 50s where they started to kind of come out and show you know that they can be fashionable yeah these all go back way longer than i knew or thought all right so before we jump back in i just want to say we love getting debate suggestions from our listeners check out this epic idea we got from ethan hi i'm ethan my debate idea for the future is Doctor Strange versus Thor. What a marvelous idea. <laughs> we'll check back with Ethan <laughs> at the end of this episode to see which side he thinks should win. And now it's back to today's debate, jeans versus sneakers. That's right. And it's time for round two, the micro round. Today's micro round challenge is of the future. Describe the jeans or sneakers of the future. What do they look like? Do they have new cool features? Does anything awesome happen when you put them on? Chaz went first last time. So, Danielle, you're up. Let's hear about the footwear of the future. So first, let's recap. Sneakers began as athletic shoes with sticky soles that helped you stick to the basketball court. Pretty cool. But it stands to reason that in the future, sneakers will have... Super grip. 
You heard right, super grip, like the kind that helps you walk on walls. You can turn it on or off, but when you need it, the sneakers of the future let you stick to the walls or to the ceiling. Perfect for parkour, great for mountain climbing, but useful in other contexts as well. Need to change a light bulb? Cat stuck in a tree? Time for super grip. Stuck in a crowd, wanna break free? Flip a switch on your new super futuristic sneakers and climb up the wall and over the poor schlubs stuck below. They'll swoon and marvel at you and your fantastical sneakers. They'll wonder aloud, what are those shoes? Wow, those are the new GripTech Air Maxes? Whoa, those are the bomb. I gotta get a pair like that. My feet are yammering at me for new shoes. Look at your sneaks, bruh. Super Grip Kicks for those who make their own way. Patent pending. <laughs> wow, those sneakers would really turn our world upside down in a good way. All right, Chaz, it's your turn. What's the skinny on jeans down the line? Good day, consumer, and welcome to the future. Much has changed. Yes, we have perfected flying cars. You may have also noticed flying cats due to a typo on the car blueprints. And fashion, yes. Surely you have seen the 15 million varieties of sneaker now in existence. Skate sneakers, hovercraft sneakers, quantum teleportation sneakers. Frankly, it's tiresome. Which is why I'm pleased to tell you that the genes of the future are exactly the same. Why mess with perfection? Jeans of the future still have five pockets, just as they did back in 1901. There's still that tiny one originally designed for a pocket watch. Do you carry a pocket watch? Probably not. But that watch pocket remains because it is useful and stylish. You may use it for storing coins or headphones. We use it for personal force field generators to help deflect any cats that get too close. Except for an unfortunate few months in 2078, when we experimented with shin pouches for quantum sneaker storage, we have maintained the simplicity, durability, and originality of jeans. When you put on a pair, remember that you're closer to the future than you might think. Jeans are forever. I'm more interested in the flying cats. <laughs> <laughs> so Elsa, what stood out to you here about Danielle and Chaz's micro rounds? Hmm. Well, I love that jeans still have the same simplicity that they've always had. You know, that they're like, that they're keeping the same. They're like, you know, they yeah. don't have to change. Yeah, don't mess with a classic. Exactly. And then I really liked with sneakers that you could like save cats from trees <laughs> and, you know, go on, go on walls. That, yeah. that was pretty cool. Kind of turn you into a superhero. Okay. Elsa. All goes back to the cats. All goes back to the cats. <laughs> All right. I think if, if the cats can fly, then you won't have to save them from trees. So I will give there you go. Grant uh, Chaz that. Very yeah. fair. <laughs> All right, Elsa, it's time to award a point, but don't tell us who it's going to. Again, the criteria is up to you. Which one sounded like you'd like to own that? Which one sounded more fun? Who made you laugh? Who made you think? Again, the criteria, totally up to you. 
Have you made your decision? Yes, I have. Fantastic. Then it's time for our third round, the super stealthy (laughs) sneak attack. Your sneak attack is speed facts. For this sneak attack challenge, we want to know how many facts can you get out in one breath? Whispering, shouting, singing, whatever you have to do to get the most facts in before you take a breath. Does that make sense? Practicing my breathing now. (gasps) Get ready for a torrent of adjectives, Elsa. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Danielle went first last time. So Chaz, you're up. You've got one breath to make us keen on jeans. We're going to be listening. See when that breath happens. So whenever you're ready, take a deep breath and let it fly. Okay, so denim has been workwear for centuries. And I mean, denim, right? Both France and Italy claim that they invented it. But actually, the fabric denim, which is strong, part of it, people think that it comes originally from India. I mean, the idea of the word dungaree is an Indian word. It's a word from the Indian subcontinent. Uh, Oh. No, I breathe. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I learned something. I didn't know that about the word dungaree. Yeah. So we got some facts in that breath. All right. Danielle, you're up next. I'm so nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Take a big breath in. Okay. (sighs) Sneakers are the very coolest thing you can put on your feet, and you don't ever want to wear anything except sneakers because sneakers are what make you look cool and feel happy and love yourself every single day of your life. (sighs) (laughs) Nice. That was a good affirmation. I can see myself saying that in the mirror every morning. I, yeah. I, but I, is it a fact? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I can say that in the mirror all I want, but I don't think it would be true. Uh, all right, Elsa, time to award your fourth point. Again, criteria up to you. Who impressed you with the facts? Who talked longer? Who had excellent breath control? Have you made your decision? Yes, I have. Excellent. Then it's time for our final round. The final six. Danielle, you've got just six more words to sum up why sneakers are the smash boom best. Works of art for your feet. Hmm, very nice. Mm. Chaz, it's your turn. Tell us why jeans are the best. Simple, elegant, strong, unique. They're genius. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done. All right, Elsa, it's time to award a final point. For the final six. Have you awarded your point? Yes. Excellent. All right, I want you to tally up the points. Let me know when you're done tallying. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, drum roll, please. And the winner is... Jeans! Hey! I walked away with it. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what were you wearing as you walked away with it? <laughs> Bare feet, my friend. <laughs> so, Elsa, was there a moment that really swayed you over to jeans? I mean, the final six. I was tied. Ooh, they were tied. It was a close debate. They were tied. It was very close. <sighs> we know it's a good debate when it comes at the end. Yep. Wow. So, what was like your favorite moment of the show? The sneak attack was 
really fun. And yeah. it was, I know it was probably chaotic for you guys, but when you're, <laughs> when you're listening to it, it's really fun. <laughs> we enjoyed, we yes, enjoyed, we enjoyed that. <laughs> I, I'm, ex- I'm excited to hear me literally trip over my words there. So <laughs> Danielle, it was fantastic. I really admire your fancy debating footwork. I mean, and you, you have cool in spades, my friend, not just on your feet. Uh, so congrats, uh, really amazing work. I would, so a pleasure being a part of this with you. Thank you, Chaz. And likewise, I was I was almost won over by your argument, and I am, I'm uh, you are a worthy opponent. And congratulations on your win. I'm going to go throw my jeans in the, the freezer right this moment because it's going hot in New York City. And that's it for today's debate battle. Elsa crowned jeans the Smash Boom best, but what about you? Head to smashboom.org and vote to tell us who you think won. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and APM Studios. It's produced by Molly Bloom, Rosie DuPont, and Ruby Guthrie. We had engineering help from Rachel Breeze and Eric Stromstad. Our editors are Shayla Farzan and Sandin Totten. And we had production help from Anna Goldfield, Mark Sanchez, Anna Weggle, and Nico Whistler. Our executive producer is Beth Perlman, and APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavadi, Alex Shaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Our announcer is Marley Foyerworker Otto. And we want to give a special thanks to some nice people. Chaz, is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to today? Thanks so much to Andrew Martin for helping me out, and to my wife, Christina Wallace, and our two kids, Arden and Sebastian, who look great in both jeans and sneakers. <laughs> and how about you, Danielle? Any special shout outs? Yeah, I want to give a special shout out to my two sons who are real sneakerheads, Leon and Eliseo. And Elsa, how about you? Any special thanks you want to give today? Ooh, my parents and my friends for supporting me. Oh, <laughs> that's so nice. Okay, before we go, let's check in with Ethan and see who he thinks would win his Doctor Strange versus Thor debate. I think that definitely Doctor Strange would win because he has all these cool powers and the time stone. Do you have an idea for a knockdown drag out debate? Head to smashboom.org and tell us about it. We'll be back with a new debate battle next week. See ya! Ta-ta. 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 Ta-ta.